The Off the Huzzle podcast recording live from Regina, Saskatchewan, presented by Rolo Golf. Now, here are your hosts, Drew Koser, Troy Koser, Turner Ripplinger, Tori Coughlin. Reminder, Off the Huzzle podcast is found on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and even YouTube. Now sit back and enjoy the podcast. Alrighty, we are back. Episode 142 of the Off the Hazel podcast presented by Rolo Golf. Yep, you heard it here first. Rolo Golf. Hazel 25 promo code. Check them out. Rolo Golf today. Unbelievable shirts, quarter zips, hats, golf club, head covers, you name it. Rolo Golf. It fits like a glove. It feels great. Breathable. Perfect. Hazel 25 at checkout on all orders. Three weeks in a row, we are back. The podcast is buzzing. Episode 142, joined here today by my co-host down in Alabama. Happy Thanksgiving. Tori Codlin, how are you? Happy Thanksgiving, boys and girls. I am lovely. I am full. Uh, I didn't hurt myself, so that's good. But no, just uh, enjoying a little college football this evening. Hadn't watched much of the NFL today, but uh, no, good Thanksgiving. Got to see my my wife's family and uh, did a little fishing. Nice. How was and that? other than that, catching what's that? What? No, I fucking got hung up on a tree and that wasted about 20 minutes and I only had about 30. So I only fish for about 10 minutes and then get it. I got one one little one little tappity two, but uh, that was about it. But no, it was a good day. That's awesome. So then you guys obviously had like a, a turkey dinner, and or would you guys do you guys have dinner? Yeah, yeah. No, there was there was probably yeah, every night Monday to Friday. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, there's probably about ten to twelve people there, and we had turkey and ham and all the sides and stuff like that. Oh, it was a full soiree. Hey, the whole the whole gang was there. That's awesome. Oh fuck yeah! No, no she was a biggie. But uh, Ooh. yeah, we took a corn casserole and a dessert. And what was the other thing we made? Daggummit! Now I can't remember. I bought all the shit for it. Anyways, oh green bean casserole. What am I talking about? Green bean casserole. Nice, awesome, so okay. good. So American Thanksgiving today, as we're recording tomorrow, will be Friday. Uh yeah no obviously no Troy today no Turner tonight's podcast would have been really late for Turner it would have been like three a.m. his time so hoping to have him back sooner rather than later Troy as well coming off an illness hopefully he's feeling better uh fitting about both you guys so uh quickly here though where do you want to go today where do you want to go I don't know I think Turner needs to be an athlete make play you know. I haven't. Even, I actually know. I think they were celebrating Thanksgiving when I saw his Snapchat he sent me today. As a group, they were celebrating it. So, and then yeah, it'll be like three a.m. his time. So, unfortunately, oh yeah, they probably have some Americans on the team. Yeah, for sure they do. Yeah. Um, positive news. We got more guests lined up. There's just, it's like Halloween. They're just knocking at the door. 
Who's next? Who's next? <laughs> it's just coming. It's unbelievable. You're so such a loser. We we got like 30 guests lined up. Uh, we're going strong. We'll just we'll book it. 2025. We're staying hot. We're going right through. So, uh, obviously, as long as I can stay uh, not as busy and plan everything accordingly with you guys. So, the guest list is buzzing. We're buzzing. Rolo Golf is buzzing. Talk to them today. They got some new product coming out in a couple of months. Stay tuned. Hot apparel. I do want to. Yes, it is hot apparel. Definitely. Uh, I do want to remind people still, uh, if you have any ideas for guests like Saskatchewan golf wise, um, to send me or Drew a text, uh, a direct message, uh, whatever. Score off the hosel. Yeah. Sorry. Go on. Keep going. Nah, just, just let one of us know, like s- slide into my DMS and <laughs> And you know what, if we have, if we've already had someone on, like, for example, and I was telling Tori the other day off the record, we're talking and, you know, texting on the phone and, you know, we had a lot of guests on like Ty Wright. Um, oh gosh. Scotty Ooh. Thompson, uh, um, you know, Cobes, Phelpsy, a lot of guys on prior to like Zoom. I, Zoom wasn't even actually a thing the first like four months of COVID, six months of COVID. So, I did all the podcasts prior, obviously, and you weren't around then. And Troy was here or there. And it was just kind of me going on solo for both the first 15, 20 episodes. And we had a lot of good, great content with a lot of good guests. But it'd be awesome to see their face again, come back on and do it, you know, maybe a, a reunion style. Yeah, absolutely. Like, I wouldn't mind having some of the guys on again. And, and especially some of the guys that maybe not that I'm best friends with everybody, but maybe guys that I know a little better than you, um, just to, you know, bring up some old stories that I had with them and get them going, you know? Absolutely. And I think we talked about the other day too, was maybe we even have like a six to eight person round table or, you know, uh, around the, yeah, around the table style and just open it up and just let it go. Like let's have eight people. An alumni party. Yeah. (laughs) We host it. We, they all didn't let a jacket. We send them a fake like green jacket and come on the show. And then we just zoom green in. jacket, gold jacket. Who gives a shit? Um, but yeah, no, I think that's a great idea. And I think that if anyone wants to come back on, I know we've had some guests that, Oh, I come back on this and that. Um, yes, we have a lot of guests that were lined up, but Hey, we'll take, uh, people that have been on the podcast first for sure. So anything, uh, you want to, if they want to come on, Come chat. Do it. Do it. Okay. Uh, do you want to go? Where do you want to go from now? You want NHL, PGA? Uh, why don't we start with PGA? Um, let's go. Two uh, weeks. I think it was way, two you weeks. Sound ago. terrific today. I look terrific. Hmm. Um, two weeks ago, I thought it was really cool that. It was Eric Van Royen, I think his name was. Um, he won, and did did you know anything about that story? No, I I, I don't. Sorry, fill me in. So he he went. He's from. Oh shoot, where is he from? I think he's from South Africa, and uh, oddly enough, ironic. Yeah, as you'll find out who our guest is. Well, you'll see it in the <laughs> description, anyways. The title. Um, I always love how we like pause that. Like, oh, it's so exciting. It's like, 
sentence right there. Okay, go on. Sorry. But but so he he went to University of Minnesota, and one of his best friends from there is terminally ill, and uh, like has literally weeks to live. And uh, he won. I can't even remember the name of the tournament. I'm gonna kick myself in the dick right now. But anyways, he won on tour, um, like weeks before his friend is about to pass. It was very, and he was very emotional after. It was just a really, right, really cool story. Um, it. I, I just thought it was really neat. And I think from what I heard, he was heading like basically straight from there to the Mayo Clinic in Minnesota to uh go see him possibly for the last time which is terribly sad but just really cool um how stories like that happen in golf like it, it's just i don't know it's just a, kind of a special thing um yeah. it's unfortunate but uh really awesome that he got the job done yeah i, I think with those ones it's kind of like with anything in life whether it's sports or just anything you know it's special but also sad at the same time like you maybe you get a new promotion and this person may not maybe it's like a mother or a grandfather and you, you never just see him again or you go there and it's the one time you see them it's like ah oh, hey i got this that's great and then obviously at the same time like they're that person moves on but it's obviously sad and whether it's sports it's it's always unique and i don't you know i don't know if the word is cool but it's special i think for some people when they score a goal for example or a golf event like yeah, James Hamlin there with the with the others scores a goal. I think I think one of his one of his parents, one of them, and passed on the year prior and pointed up to the uh, the sky. You know that was for you. Super touching moment. Awesome. Like it's it's a happy set. Yeah, you see, and you see it in all sports like baseball. A guy will hit a home run like the day he's got has a kid or his dad might have died or or in hockey, they score a goal or a touchdown in football, stuff like that. It's just, it's really, uh, that's the great thing about sports. I think it just makes everybody relatable. Like, right. You know, it, it's kind of, I don't know. I'd tell a story about myself, but it's way too long, but, um, uh, but yeah, no, it's just, it's just, it's cool. And I, I'm very happy for, uh, Mr. Van Royen. Hey, um, and then this guy that won last week, that uh, A Aberg, is that how you say his name? Sounds right. Ludwig Aberg, what a weapon this guy is! Holy shit! Nice, nice week for the Canadians too. Like Two that. in the top five: Mackenzie Hughes and Adam Svensson. That'll work. You, oh, sorry, I thought you were telling me something there. No, um, not really, but also. Speaking of that, how many Canadians like there could be there could be literally probably four or five Canadians on the President's Cup team. That's got to be a first. Well, more than two would be a first. But but you got to think like Nick Taylor, Adam Hadwin's been there. You know, Mackenzie Hughes is nasty. Svensson's I don't think he'll make it, but. You say Nick There's Taylor. a bunch. What's that? You say Nick Taylor? Yeah, Nick Taylor. See, he, he won the Canadian Open. I don't know. There's a bunch of guys that are that are solid. Corey Connors. Ever heard of him? It's not bad. Um, but at the same time, all those damn the Koreans, boy, those guys are solid. Oh so, yeah. But that international team's gonna be nice. Yep. 
Uh, okay. NHL. NHL. Whoa, boy! I wish Troy was on. Get better, <laughs> Troy. By the way, but yeah, God bless I, America. We gotta we gotta talk about them, and you know it's becoming another podcast now. Uh, obviously, still the golf, but the Edmonton Oilers they went three straight, two under the new coach in Chris Nalbach. Man, I saw a video yesterday with Leon Dreisaitl and Connor McDavid. Like, it was a fist bump of, like, support. I don't know if you saw that video on Twitter. No. I, I just saw Twitter a picture of someone. I think okay. it was uh, Spit and Chicklet shared, like, just put a picture of McDavid on the bench, and he just oh, looked yeah. absolutely depressed. So there's a video, and that's the same. There's a picture of the app. But there's a video of McDavid and Dreisaitl sitting in the bench. They just get scored on. And it's Dreisaitl taps McDavid's leg. They don't look at each other. McDavid immediately taps his leg like it was like. And then obviously the memes went out like crazy. Ah, let's go to LA. Ah, Arizona. Let's go to Sentinel. And then it was also like people were like, those are two dudes. They're just grinding it out. Like <laughs> emotionally frustrated, struggling. They the can't... end of our contracts will be here soon, man. I promise. It's like two drunk guys. I love you, man. <laughs> I thought the NHL was supposed to be sick and it's supposed to be fun, like win games and win cups. These guys are like playing 11 o'clock adult safe games, it feels like for them right now. Just oh, shit I can't even imagine. I mean, it's not too late, but it's it, it, every loss, it keeps mounting up. I mean, you got to get points, you know? You know what? And, and it's it's tough, man. And like a new coach comes in there, and obviously I'm biased. I'm a hockey coach. and but I said in the podcast when Troy was on the last you know, two episodes ago, it wasn't a a coach fault. I think on this one, it's a little higher up, and you know Woody's probably sitting back, kicking his feet up, going, "Oh boy, thank God I'm getting paid to watch these guys play now." Just counting all that cheese he's got coming in for for being able to watch. Hell, he might not even be watching them. He might be just like being like, "Hey, LA looks pretty good." Yeah. Or watching some other shitbag team that he might be looking to, you know, wanting to coach. Okay, so here, he'll get a job. So you're, you're a sports fan. You're a Leafs fan. If, and I'm gonna ask you, like, if this was were to happen to the Leafs, or just even as a general fan watching hockey, and you're watching this right now in any sport, hockey, football, basketball, it happens every May. So yeah, I'm, I'm familiar. Yes. But, like, where do you go from there like, as a group? Like, do you blow it up? Do you trade dry settle? Do you, do you move guys? Do you, like, what do you do? I don't know. Obviously, obviously, defense is a, a major issue for them. I I don't think anyone, you know, needs to be a hockey expert to know that. But, and goaltending. So it's, on the back end, like now, do you get rid of one of the big boys? Like, I don't know. I've been hearing, um, oh gosh, what's his name that now I can't think of it. The guy that's been there forever. He played for Red Deer. Nuge. He's probably like 35 now. Yeah. Nuge. Nugent Hopkins. Like he's someone you could probably afford to get rid of and you could probably get a pretty nice piece in return. Now yep. you might, you don't want to necessarily but you know that's someone who's expendable he'd be valuable to someone 
making a playoff push. Um, like Darnell Nurse, no one is going to take that contract. I'll tell you who they would take the contract of is Kane. So reports have had it that he is likely going to Detroit. Okay. Detroit wow. is, I think they got off to a real hot start. You know, I used to be a Wings fan for a long time. You know, I do like them. They're probably my favorite team other than, you know, watching the Leafs play. And I like watching the Leafs play because it's the best camera angle on TV for coaching. <laughs> it's just the best. I don't know what it is, but um, Detroit, they got to bring Cat. Their team is winning games. They struggled as the last last few here, but they have a ton of cap space. Evander or not Evander Kane, sorry, Patrick Kane. He's got to be one of the best Americans of all time to play the game. Oh, I was talking about Evander Kane going there. Patrick Kane too. They they could swap them. Did I they say could pick them both Kane? up? I hope not. Hmm? Did I? You say said it? Patrick Kane is one of the best Americans, and then you said Evander Kane. Sorry, I. Okay, so Patrick, both Canes, Patrick I think both Kane Canes should go there. Is rumored to be going to Detroit. Now, DeBrincat was in Chicago, where Patrick Kane was. They were pretty nasty. So, I don't know. On the other side, who knows? Did you watch the game yesterday? Oh, I felt bad for them. Sorry, on. Uh, no, I just saw highlights again. Carolina six three Wednesday. It all starts bad. Skinner skates out, goes to stop and do like his little goalie thing. He slides right over the red line, almost blows up their goalie, falls into their player. Then they're doing the you know the funnel shooting pucks. Guy rips one off the crossbar right into Darnell's face. Darnell's head. Could this be no saw that. any worse for the Edmonton Oilers right now? Oh, it's like watching the Three Stooges almost. Like, I, I hate it for Troy and all the Oilers fans. I hate it for the guys on the team. Like, it's one of those things, who knows, like, someone could pick up a lucky penny and they might rattle off eight in a row. Mm -hmm. It's not like they're a terrible team. It's no. just nothing's going right. It's kind of like that. What's that skit from who's on first? Just, yeah. Who's on first? Who? Who? Uh Okay. I think That's all not... I got to say about that. Uh, okay, let's. What about your Leafs? Where are you at there? Well, they've been off pretty much. They they had a nice trip to Sweden, got four points, which is good. Yeah, Willie and, Stout uh, wasn't bad. They'll pick up as you listen to this tonight on Friday. Um, so hopefully they can keep it going, get the jet lag out of their system. Had a few days to do that, so. No, they're they're looking good, but still, boy, they're giving up goals. So I don't, I don't, I don't know. Like I think they're they're very safe, but man, the Eastern Conference, those standings are tight, like yeah, nasty tight. God bless. Um, what else did I want to talk about today? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> we, we could talk about Lucic, but we weren't there, so we don't know. So we'll just leave that one alone. Yeah. What else is there? Hmm. How about the Bruins? How are they doing? The Estevan brand. Well, they are on my notes here to talk about. We, uh, we actually played yesterday. 
or sorry, two days ago now, on Wednesday uh, at 12.30 noon. So we went out in the community, gave out 1,400 tickets to all the schools oh. in Estevan, elementary schools, surrounding area, a couple like Bean Fate, 1,400 kids. Their classes come to the game, 12.30 game, yeah, and, and you got to feel for Notre Dame. It's two two hours and change drive up at like seven on the road by seven thirty. You got to be here and like I'll tell you one thing: it wasn't it was not quiet in there, um, as you can imagine. So fourteen hundred kids, and when we won the championship last year, my old team, the first period, we almost scored a goal a minute in the first in game seven. Like it was just constant, right? So we're on the bench and Bruins score. Nuts. Loud. Bruins score. Nuts. Bruins score. Nuts. Bruins score. Bruins score. Bruin. It's six one after one. How are you? And I'm like, whoo. What? What an Kids going nuts. It Did was... you guys give him like a free hot dog and coke or something like that? Well, so it's funny. So it's it was uh, one of our defensemen had uh, two goals in the game. And our head coach goes, hey, like, what if someone scores four goals tonight? I'm like, yeah, well, that'd be nice. But then I forgot about one of the one of our sponsors, Pete, you know, Tower Cafe, the tap house. Visit at 11, him. At 1124 in Estevan, Sask. If a player scores four goals in one game, the whole rink gets a small pizza. So Ooh. he's sweating. It's actually like one of the probably the best promos around, right? Because people go in there. It's probably better around seven o'clock game because it's nine thirty and probably buy alcohol. But for mm-hmm. a twelve thirty game, so I'm like, oh yeah, what if someone scores four goals? All these kids get a pizza, like you get six busloads of kids coming in there. <laughs> so you know, luckily not we we didn't he didn't score four, he scored two from the back end, which is good. But no, we had to hope you loaded there. up on cheese, Pete. Yeah, like Chad McAllister in there. Anyone order me plain cheese? Uh, no. So, anyways, we go on to win the game 8-5. Good game for our group. Uh, obviously, five goals is too many to, to let in overall, but things to work on. We did practice today, and we're back at it Saturday. So, we play the Weyburn Red Wings Saturday night at home. Ooh, that's got to be a rivalry game, huh? Toronto-Boston. Toronto-Montreal. Toronto-Ottawa. Battle, Florida, you name it. That's what it is. Two teams, head-to-head, division rivals for, like, how many years ever? So uh, come on down to Affinity Place, 7 o'clock. Bruins host the Weyburn Red Wings in the Power Dodge game sponsor that night. So, yeah. Speaking of rivalries, we got rivalry weekend in college sports or college football. Hey, also, by the way, go ahead. Did you win your bet? Y- yeah. Speaking of that, uh, All right, yes, Josh, I did. You listening, by the way, right now? Yeah, he already sent me Dre's number. Let's go. I made him some dough. I went three for three giving him picks. <laughs> and please tell me you gave him like 60 bucks to throw in with, with him. No, I didn't give him a dime because I'm really good at betting if it's not my money. 
if I don't care about the outcome and I'm just giving my opinion, I can go nails. But I like I only the only reason I gave him three, I only I only try to give slam dunks. So like that. they were three slam dunks and uh we hit we hit the net every time. So you win, the, you win the bet. We get Andre's number. Yeah, I I should get I should talk to him about getting a you know a percentage, a little commission for the effort. Yeah, it's kind of that real estate. No, right? I put I put time into watching this shit. It's kind of that real estate. Yeah, okay. you sell it. Yeah, a finder's fee. You sell. <laughs> yeah, you find it. He sells it. There's got to be some sort of commission, you know, the third person for the person there. So I looked for three winners and I found all three. What can I say? Uh, we're still waiting for actually an ad read from Jeff, but hey, why don't you go ahead, Tori, and rip off a quick little ad read here for Jockey uh, at Remax, Jeff Will. Unfortunately, I don't have his phone number, but if you're in the Saskatoon or surrounding areas, talk to him. Uh, he knows everybody. If you need anything, he knows who can get it done. Whatever you need done to sell your house, if you want to buy a house, he knows He's the top seller damn near every month. He's going to work his ass off for you. He's always, you know, he's nonstop on the go. He go, 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 go. So if you want someone you can trust, need to sell or buy your house, call Jeff Will. Look him up online at Remax, and he'll get the job done for you. I promise. Jeff Will, 306-281-8883. That's Jeff Will, 306-281-8883. At Remax, he's the man. And by the way, Jocks, I love your your uh, Facebook or Instagram reels you've been putting out on Facebook lately on teaching about real uh, real estate. Keep it up, man. You're crushing it. And thanks for always being a loyal listener of the podcast. I'll tell you one more quick thing I respect about him because I, I see his videos online too. He might have a house that's $1.3 million. He might have a house that's... 180,000 like he'll he'll work with you whatever you need or whatever you want to get rid of so like give him it. a call boom well w- what a way to you know probably finish off our, our our intro today to our guest and our guest is uh you know i know him just through the team's event kind of like i how i met jocks and i kind of stayed in touch with jockey over the years uh, i gotta cut you off real quick go ahead we were talking about jockey. Was it on recording or post show when, oh gosh, what was I just about to say now? Oh God, this is embarrassing. But, oh, when he said Bama was struggling, I can't remember I if that was on, on the, the show. I think. Okay. Was. Cause they're, they got Auburn tomorrow. They're going to beat the shit or sorry on Saturday. They're going to beat the wheels off of them. They're not struggling. Can confirm, not struggling. Okay. That is all. So speaking of our guest today, episode 142, uh, this guy can play, knows a lot of people. He was shooting some uh, some photos into our group chat with me and Tori. Uh, he's played on some Team Sask events. Um, I'm trying to read some stuff here. Glencoe Invitational. Team SAS, SASDAM, Oaskana, three Canadian AMs. Got some good stories, I bet, from there. 
Um, he's won the SAS team champs at Riverside twice with a couple of beauties. Who we'll hasn't get, won we'll, that twice? We'll, we'll get to those names that, or who he's with, with obviously Jockey and DTGB downtown Grady Brown. Uh, a lot of stuff to talk today with this guy, but Lee Fairbairn. Uh, Lee, he, Lee's a loud guy. He's uh, probably the life of the party, most would say. Tori could probably attest to that more than I can. I've seen him. X. I've seen him around the golf course at Riverside when I played the one time there. Um, and I don't think he's afraid to say hi to anyone, which is pretty awesome, pretty cool of a person. So looking forward to this podcast today with Lee. Tori knows him a lot better than I do, but uh should be a really good interview. Tori, any thoughts? Never seen him had a bad day. <laughs> he's just, he's happy no matter what. I love the guy. I'm excited to have him on. It's it's well overdue. We sh- we sh- really should have had him on earlier. Yeah, fair enough. And you know we've had a- before before kids and stuff. He was he was ripping it up pretty good on the SAS golf circuit. Yeah, and we're going to talk to him about that right away here. Lee Fairbairn, episode one forty two. We hope you enjoy it. It's time to relax and spend your weekend with family and friends at Tower Cafe, Willie's Tap House, and 1124 Social House. Willie's Tap House is your local watering hole where you can enjoy good times, cold drinks, and spend that much-needed time with friends and family over the best gourmet pizza around. Alrighty, we're pleased to have on the podcast today, episode 142 of Off the Hustle Podcast, presented by Rolo Golf, the best gear wear in around actually and as you see behind me all the sweet shirts we got tory got one on as well we got six sway check him out hodl 25 promo code and a quick texture gotta read this before i guess today's in that this guy's a beauty we got on the show today he's a stick he can play he can have a good time all around great guy but he goes you got fairbs next <laughs> good lord please to have on today episode 142 lee fairbairn Thanks for coming on the podcast today, man. Hey, thanks, guys. Appreciate you having me on. This is, uh, I think this is going to be fun. Fairbsy, Saskatchewan legend on and <laughs> off the course. Yeah, thanks, man. It's uh, it's a tough reputation to have sometimes, but um, yeah, it's been a lot of fun <laughs> since I moved here, so can't complain. Well, so speaking of that, before Tori jumps in, I we're talking about, obviously, the things we talked about off the record, but playing golf since you were nine, competitive around 11, uh, and you, you mentioned off the record it took all place in South Africa, and you know now you're in SAS now. But like, let's talk about maybe a young Lee Fairbairn growing up in South Africa, and I mean maybe fill me in because I I'm, I'm new to all this, and uh, I can yeah, later no, how we for met. sure. So yeah, I'm obviously born and raised in South Africa. Um, lived on the coast, so used to lots of wind, which is pretty much like Saskatchewan. It blew every day there coming off the ocean, which was uh, helped my game to hit it a little bit lower, just to, to keep it out of the the bluster, I should say. Because, yeah, it uh, it pretty much howls there every day as well. So, uh, yeah, I kind of got into golf when I was about nine years old. My older brother, Wayne, um, you guys Ooh. may know of him. And oh, he's, he's been in the golf scene a long time in Saskatchewan and now Alberta. So he was uh, – he is – four years older than I am and he kind of took the game up quite earlier than I did and he was a good player so I was like well I want to I want to try this out right so I was always riding on his coattails and 
he was always kind of one of the best players on the coast where we grew up and it was always my my goal you know competitively I, I wanted to beat my brother always right so um yeah that's how I kind of got into the game was uh trying to follow in my brother's footsteps and um yeah I used to I used to play a lot obviously because in South Africa there's no winter so we played year round and um yeah it was awesome I started like I say when I was nine and started playing in junior tournaments when I was about 11 and got into it uh I think I was a scratch handicap by the time I was 14 or 15 and um yeah it was I didn't really do anything too special down there I won a couple of tourneys on the coast as a kid and stuff but um living on the beach and getting a little bit older I got uh introduced to girls and partying and um <laughs> going to the beach a little bit more so it doesn't sound like friends you. yeah I was the only um I was the only friend in my group that really played golf and they used to give me a hard time so I kind of got away from golf when I was about 16 or so and took up a little more surfing and hanging out on the beach and trying to be cool I guess <laughs> so uh, yeah, so I kind of quit golf um, competitively. Anyway, I played the odd round here and there. Um, my brother left four years before I did as well to come over to Canada. So I stayed uh, with my dad and I got done high school. And then I decided I was going to come and check out Canada. I had to move here before I turned 19. So I was a dependent on my mother. And you know, the rest is history. I moved here pretty much two months before I turned 19 and yeah welcome to canada i moved to nipawin saskatchewan of all places um oh, so yeah, yeah it's a bit of a really? little bit of a culture shock for me i came from a pretty big um area like the closest city to me was D durban and it was about two to three million people at the time and um yeah i moved to nipawin population five thousand, middle of nowhere i was like what the hell mom where where am i <laughs> no no free ads home of wild bills pizza oh, absolutely and uh i moved right sure. at the end of I, I moved at the end of october so um i was like a surfer dude i had long blonde hair and um i was yeah i wasn't too sure what i was getting myself into and i got through the first winter it was it was rough <laughs> it was really rough and then um, i actually happened to snapped my ACL and my MCL that winter. So I didn't really have a golf season. I had about a six month recovery um, for that. So I didn't really play much golf the first summer I was there at all. I think I played four or five rounds, maybe if that. And then, um, yeah, the next year, the Saskatchewan amateur was in Nipawin. So uh, my brother's like, well, you got to play, man. And I'm like, I don't, I haven't played golf in, forever man like i don't I haven't played a lot at all but yeah sure let's let's give it a go and um yeah i don't know what what happened i uh first two rounds i was 500 and i was tied for second i was like what the hell's going on and everyone thought fairburn on the leaderboard they're like oh that's wayne and they're like no it's his brother <laughs> lee <man." laughs> so it was uh yeah, it, was, like it was pretty cool so i figured well i can still play a bit i guess and i ended up i think i finished third that year and made team saskatchewan and uh i was like well let's get back into golf again so Dude, that's did, did you what? and wayne yeah. both 
make the team that year? No, I rinsed him that year. It was quite nice. Um, he didn't make the team that year. <laughs> that was oh, for some reason was... I thought he won, but now that I think about it, it was Vizzo. Didn't Vizzo win that year? No, that year it was Lindsay. Oh, okay. Lindsay. So my brother won the M in '99, I believe, in Lloyd. That's right. That's the one he won. And then Siak was Lindsay, uh, Chris Waslowich, uh, myself, and Rick Holberg, good buddy of mine. So nice. that's a crew. Yeah, it was a it was an epic crew. So pretty. Uh, I've got a, I've got a weird question. You were talking about you move. I didn't know that you guys moved there in the winter time. Did you? Yeah. Uh, did you like walk the course in the winter just to see what it looked like? No, I had, I did not even care really. Like I didn't really care. I just wanted to stay warm and uh, find some people that kind of related to me. I, people thought like, who's this crazy kid, right? So. Uh, it was uh i actually had to go back to high school which was kind of weird um oh, really? i went to apply at the u of s and uh i guess the english that i had in south africa they didn't recognize so to get in uh to commerce they're like well you got to take english 30 i think it was so i was like well, this is awkward i'm like 19 i got done school nearly two years ago and uh i had to go back to high school but it actually Billy was actually quite fun yeah, it was pretty fun. <laughs> so I had a job and I only had to take like one class. So I had a job. I had my own place and uh, turned into a pretty, pretty fun place for a while. So, hey, yeah. Arabs, question for you. So when, when you went and when your first time was a Nippon and you started playing golf there, you obviously, like, how many years were you there and how long did it take you to find your lowest round? And, and what was your lowest round at Nippon there? I love that track, by the way. Nippon, I, my last round of Nippon, I think it's only 67. Um, and I shot that that year. I think in the AM, I shot 59 was my low at the AM that that year. But yeah, I've had 60, I've had a couple of those, a few 68s there. Um, it's a tough track to go low on, really. Isn't like, it crazy? Uh, That's a Dino it, it always looks, says. So yeah, it, it looks crazy. easy and it's well, it's not very long and but yeah, for some those greens are tricky, man. Those greens are those greens are tricky. My lowest there, not in a tournament. Because every time I play there, I'm like 70, 71, or seventy, and then like I just I find a way to blow up the next day or whatever it was. That's okay. Probably yeah, <laughs> one time he pops at the boys. But practice yeah. was only 68, 69. Like the course is like it's gettable, but yeah. then it holds you to who who you are. Like there's a few holes. It's like you don't make four or five, you make seven. You're like oof. Exactly. There's like a couple ten might be one of the kitchen. hardest holes in, in in the province. Which one? Ten. The ten's a hard hard golf hole. Ten, yeah. You know what? Ten. The one that always had my number was number fourteen at par what? five. I oh. just could not find. Oh, the freaking green is like the that's the green of this, right? Is that twelve? Well, that's twelve. Shoot, the green yeah, is the size the of my bathroom. Kind of right, like yeah. years off a little to the right. Yeah. I don't know. Once like holes in your in your kitchen it's in your kitchen right and that whole uh yeah man i've hit so many in those trees it's gross so that one's ruined me a couple of times from some good rounds i've made a couple sevens couple eights there um yeah, I, I love that track that's, that's golf yeah i know it's awesome it's still it's for sure my top five track in in saskatchewan 100 like if not top three i just i've obviously got some really good memories there right um and yeah it's been it's it's an awesome track. I haven't played it in a couple of years, which is pretty sad, but I got to get back up and 
one of my favorites for sure. And so fairs, let's get into some of the stuff that you've done. And like, <clears throat> I don't think people maybe my age for sure might not know. I, I know obviously your buddies like Tori and, you know, yep. Brady and them would know for sure about your, your past and your golf and your history. But like you played at team SAS in the Washington and you played at the Glencoe and the invitational and three Canadian AMs, like, you know, and you mentioned that you got some good stories there. Like, you know, we, we <clears throat> sorry, we, obviously we want to hear those stories, but I mean, like sure. you obviously you had it going at some point in your playing career. And I, I know you can point now when I first met you, I'm like, who is this guy? Like he said, hi to everyone. I'm like, this guy, the Pope, but like, <laughs> you can take everyone's hand and, but also like you can, you can move a golf ball around the golf course. So, um, you know, talk about yourself and, you know, yeah, l- l- let's hear it. Yeah. So I know I've, uh, I was obviously when I got back into golf and, um, I made a couple of teams and I played in a few Canadian AMs. I, I started to think, holy shit, like maybe I can, uh, maybe I can make a go of this. Right. But I learned pretty in a couple of AMs and Dillette and I became really good friends pretty much after the first Glencoe Invitational. That's where I met Graham. And, um, I remember I was so cocky. It was, uh, it was, we were playing a practice round and it was myself and Chris Wasloich and we were going to take on Dillette and Holberg. And I'm like, fuck, we're going to rinse these two pigeons. I was like, so we, we like put the money out there and, uh, cause I didn't know who Graham was at all. Didn't know him, didn't know him from really? okay. anybody. Right. So, so we're in the practice round and all of a sudden he starts hitting the ball and I'm like, holy shit, man, this guy's good. So I looked at Wazi. I'm like, do you know this guy? He goes, yeah, he's, He's a fucking player, man. I'm like, oh, we're going to have our hands full today. And Graham and <laughs> Rick absolutely cleaned our clock that day. I don't know what G shot, but yeah, he mopped us up pretty quick. Like I was trying to press and oh, that was a bad move. Um, every press meant lose more. <laughs> so, And I was a kid at the time. I didn't really have much dough. So um, yeah, that was my first real introduction uh, to Graham and like really playing with some like really top players around Canada, right? So how talented was Chris? Oh like was he that guy? No one could move the ball as far as that guy. Like really? he used to it was it was disgusting. And this was like back in two thousand three, I think, two thousand four. I and I can't remember, but really like technology wasn't even that great back then. And he like he was moving at 330, 340, like he was the longest guy I'd ever seen. It was actually disgusting. And if I'm, his I'm, putter was on, like that guy, I was like, this guy's unreal. And then obviously Bernikevich, we all know about Lindsay's career. Like the guy was an absolute weapon in Saskatchewan golf. Right. He kind of paved the way for all the other guys, right? He was the first real Saskatchewan guy to take it low in like competitions, right? So, right. Yep. Um, yeah, so uh, my, my first Canadian am was in New Brunswick. Edmonston and uh I roomed that week with Rick Holberg which was uh which was a great time me and Rick became pretty good uh pretty good buddies after that and um I'll never forget I got a funny story for you so the first the first round I'm paired up with this guy from Newfoundland um Jaron Flynn he's still actually playing I see his name on the uh like mid-am and stuff he's still playing and I'm like this guy was like loud and like crazy. And I was like, I thought I was kind of loud and a little bit crazy, but I was like, I had nothing on this guy. So we're all introducing 
each other. And I think I doubled the first hole, horrible. And anyway, we get to hole, I think it was hole three or four. And there wasn't really anyone around him walking down the middle of the fairway with this guy. And uh, he puts his headphones on and cracks a beer and he lights a joint. I'm like, what the hell is going on here? I'm like, this is like the Canadian <laughs> Am, hole three. I know there's no one around, but like this guy's nuts, man. He pulls out a three iron from about 230 and he hits it to like two feet. <laughs> I'm like, holy shit, maybe I should uh, have a sip or a <laughs> And I'm like, no, I'm good. I can't do that. But I just like that literally blew me away. Um, I'd never really been, I never really used to party much when I played back in the day. That's kind of more once I wasn't so serious, <laughs> I started doing that a bit. But yeah, I'll never forget that. That's honestly stuck with me forever. And I was like, this guy's unbelievable. And I think he shot like he shot like 72 and just ho hum. Had like it was it was I was yeah, I was quite blown away by the guy. So we we kind of hit it off and I'm like, hey man, like I wanna kind of get to know you. I've never seen anyone do this kind of stuff, especially at like the Canadian Am and yeah, so I got tangled up with him and the rest of the newfies. Um, we all ended up missing the cut. So uh, we went on a couple of adventures in uh, the town of Edmonston, and we might have ventured into Quebec City one night, and they ended up leaving me there. And luckily, I had like 100 bucks left because we were flying home the next day. And uh, I managed to convince this guy. I was like, man, i got to get back to Edmonston. Like, my plane leaves in like four hours, and it's a two and a half hour drive and this guy I know the goodness of his heart he drove me there and I still remember pulling into the parking lot and there's team Sask in the van waiting for me <laughs> they've got all my bags packed all over like you get in here so I just out of the cab out of this guy's car into the thing and and off we, we went home so yeah no run-ins with the cops or anything that that time no no uh no run-ins with the cops thank god it just uh <laughs> kind of lost track of time in uh quebec city it happens it happens yeah it's uh it's a, it's a beautiful city <laughs> hey, i mean before torridge before Dor torridge i'm sitting here i mean and this is obviously it's a mid-am it's not a man's am you know i i've been once and yeah. i will say like the golf is pretty cool when you're there to golf and you know whether it's a man's am or mid-am and i've heard when you're there, you want to go, for sure. But like, when you're done, like it's it's cool to experience some different nightlife. Like we were in Toronto, oh, yeah. and it was the first time for me. It was a super you know, proud moment for myself to make it to a Mid Am Nationals. Mm -hmm. but shit, man! Like I had a blast with like we had um, you know Mitch Matterchuk, um, Scotty, yeah. e, uh, Rick was there. I'm trying to think. Uh, oh my gosh, I stayed with um, oh my god, Landon Emberley. Like just a bunch oh, of Landon so Beauty. We had a great group. Went out, got after like good old fashioned. I mean, sassy guys, and then got up and played golf. You know, played guilty golf sometimes, and it was it was yeah. a blast. But like, I mean, you're there to win, obviously, you probably or play your best. But I mean, at the same yeah. time, you're there to experience a new city, new course. Like, I was more amazed of how nice the greens were. But yeah, like, oh, like, yeah, that was you know, like, pretty pretty cool for me too. That was that was actually that track was kind of shit, but uh, really wasn't a big fan of Edmonston country club to be honest with you it was <laughs> not, not my favorite but anyway. there goes our sponsorship yeah <laughs> there goes podcast done uh <laughs> you mentioned here so uh i think your kids are 12 14 and 24 correct yeah yeah my two girls uh 
12 and 14, and then my stepson's 24. He just left the nest. Okay. So he moved so to Melford. Yeah, so you really? mentioned that you kind of had, had a hiatus during your golf. We'll say, I don't know. Yeah, uh, yeah for sure. So, are you, are you, are you going to play again in any SAS games? Yes. So, well, that is kind of what my goal is right now. Um, okay. I actually, like I said, I haven't played a SAS game since I think 2007 or, yeah. And that was also my last Canadian am. Um, oh. Was also 2007. Not a big deal. Was that Esteban? Yeah. No, it was at Riverside. No, no, Saskam. Oh, um, no, it was PA. Oh, that's right. Cook. That's right. What yeah. A track. Yeah. Also, great, great. Track. I lost I playoff T Frank that year. Not a big deal. But... Yeah. There you go. I... There you go. <laughs> I never <laughs> think Frank about it. Went. So yeah. So um, I uh, I actually remember. So when I got my first job in the the steel business, like 18, 19 years ago. All my resume said was just golf, right? So I remember the guy even said to me, he goes, so like this job requires a lot of your time and yeah, you like to golf. That's kind of concerns me a bit. So he said, like, you either you either want this job or you're gonna play golf. And I said, Hey man, the dream's done. I know I'm not good enough to, to kind of go pro. So yeah, I'm 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 in. And then I met my wife and um, we decided to have kids right away. So we did that and then, yeah, just work, kids and family. Um, I only had a couple of, I had three weeks holidays at the time, I think. So pretty tough for me. I used to spend, right. like, I used to play every event. Like I played the Northern, I played the Abs, I played Nippowin, uh, wherever there was a tournament that I could get right. to. Like You're I love, I love, I love competitive golf. It's like I do miss it a lot. But so, as you all know, the Canadian Am this year is at, Riverside Riverside, again so that's my home track and uh the Saskatchewan Am is at the Royal which I also love that track I don't know why like I just it's your home track so and like I come down for the member guest every year and I I don't know I just I love that track I've got good vibes there I play good I'm usually a few under par when I play down there so I'm like I'm actually right. practicing this winter, which is something I've never done in my life ever before. Like I'm not a big practicer. I literally hate practicing. Right. So I've, uh, I've been hitting the track man and uh, trying to get the game dialed. So I'm going to play the Saskatchewan Am this year awesome. at the Royal. And then, um, yeah, hopefully play well enough there that I get into the Canadian Am. And if not, we've got a club qualifier. Um, and then we've also got the Monday qualifier. So, so I'll have three, three chances and this will be my last like real kick at the can. Yeah. I've actually been, I kind of found my game the last couple of years. It's been quite fun. So no kidding. Two down Dickie. Hey, two down Dickie. <laughs> what, what do you mean? Two down Dickie. What's Rick Hillstead. Remember he used to always shout that. I don't fucking that guy's sneaky too, man. I remember he rinsed me in club champs a couple of years ago. I was like, oh, I got Hillstead. This will be peanuts. And I think I was three up through six. And then the three iron darts from nowhere just were relentless. And he rinsed me on 16. It was like, what the fuck just happened? <laughs> three iron from 165 to two feet. Just like this, man. And I'm like, what did Rick stop it by? And he was just like, yeah, one of those days. And yeah, I think he went four or five under from there and just mock me. So yeah, 
beauty. Drew, uh, I don't think you know who that is. He's a legend too. Oh yeah. Two questions. Well, not really two questions. One question, but talking about the Saska team champs at Riverside, and that's where I first met you or saw you. Um, you know, I was like, this guy's cool. He knows everyone. He's shaking everyone's hand. This is when I brought up the Pope thing. Uh, you win in yeah. 04 with Jockey, our prior last guest. Um, what a wagon he is. Second yeah, one with my, downtown one Brady besties. Brown in 2022. Asked him about his countless sleepovers at Torch's house, showing up st- still drunk, falling out of the cart on hole one. Couldn't tee his ball up on the second and choosing a nine iron instead of a six iron on the third in the SAS Teeth event. Love that game. <laughs> yeah, that it, happens. Uh, that's also, like I say, one of my favorite events. And oh, Torch, was, he, yeah. uh, he built a, a little bit of a villa, I guess you could say, on hole number two right at Riverside. And he was always renowned for hosting kind of parties through the... Oh, that's his new house now, right? Yeah, you bet. His old so. house is like downtown. That's where I met Grady in the in the hot tub. That's where I met him. The yeah, exactly. It was on Clarence. He had that right. place on Clarence there. So it was it was just that's where everyone went. Like you, yeah, it was. He yeah. hosted he hosted the party, especially after like the qualifying day, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, yeah, so I was I hadn't really planned that I was sleeping over that night, but um, we <laughs> ended up obviously partying and. He's got all sorts of games there that you can bet on and gamble and swim and basketball. And next thing you know, it's like, holy shit, it's like five in the morning. And there's just me and like two other guys left still partying, giving her. And we tee off at like seven. So I'm like, well, let me just get an hour's sleep here. So I had a quick sleep and then I, well, hopped on the cart and drove to the NRS. Well, I don't have clothes. So had to buy new clothes and texted Grady he brought me a toothbrush and some toothpaste and had a shower and put on my new kit and then yeah we went out and won both matches and then well I'm like well I'm just gonna go back to torches because why not last night was fun and did the same thing again (laughs) and uh woke up back to the course had to buy new clothes again that day and I still had my toothbrush and toothpaste from (laughs) from great so that was awesome and yeah and then we ended up winning like it was uh it was yeah, it was crazy. It was it was it was awesome. But I've I don't know if we haven't played together, but uh I I like to have a few cocktails on the track. Let's not uh let's not kid ourselves and uh Okay, yeah. I like to I like to make guys a little bit nervous playing for some coin. So um yeah, it's fun. Well, hey, speaking of coin, before Tori jumping off this one here, speaking of coin, I played with your brother in a tournament one time in Nippwin. Uh and speaking of brothers that are I would say kind of opposites, uh, Sean McNall and Ryan McNall. Ryan McNall. Like you and your brother, uh, you peeled a lot of cash off of Sean, he's told me a couple of times. But, uh, you know, your brother's he's in the golf business in Calgary. What mm-hmm. are some of those matches like? You know, and obviously you guys are kind of a little different, but you're louder than he is for sure because he was pretty quiet when I golfed with him. So, Oh, yeah. He, like, I'm still not sure we're from the same parents, but uh, they say we are. <laughs> so I'm going to go with that. Like, yeah, I obviously love my brother. He's a beauty. But, yeah, completely two different people. Um, we do we do play. We honestly, we don't play enough together, um, which is kind of shitty. But I'm always, when I'm in Calgary, I'm so busy, I don't really have time to go golf. And then, right. um, yeah, we don't really play for money. Uh, he's not, I don't know, he's just never really been into that. But we have really good tilts, man. And it's like, 
fiercely competitive. Like I hate losing to him and he hates losing to me. Cause Ain't a lot just, of gimmies happening. There's not not one putt's good man, ever. Make you him make shake, every, eh? Just like yeah. Graham says, make him shake. Make him yeah, absolutely. They uh, <laughs> Everything's got to go in the cup and like there's no courtesies. It's like, yeah, it's a shitty break. Tough one, bud. <laughs> so, yeah, so we've uh, honestly, I think we've only had like three or four rounds against each other in the last probably three or four years. If we play once a year, that's like awesome, which is kind of shitty, but and that's pretty close. Like honestly, if he plays good, he wins. If I play good, I win. So um, he can still he can still move it. So hey, that would be a good. We should Tori. If he ever came down this way, we should like broadcast that the Fairbs versus McNalls. That'd be a good little match. Oh, I would That'd be cool. I would bankroll that and play them for anything they wanted. Or, or, oh, here we go. Like throw here. them in a hat and match them up, like, you know, one fair with one McNall. One oh, McNall, man. yeah. That would be, that. Day, that would be sweet. Well, I'll be honest. There's no one's money that I like taking more than knowledge. There's no, he's like, he's in the top three for sure of guys that I love it when he opens that wallet and he starts. He's got enough of it. Yeah. Oh, exactly. And he's just, I'll take a few of those brown ones, Nolly. Thank you. <laughs> So, yeah, and the Royal Regina is the best place to get him at the member guest because that's his only one day, one day, one like couple days of the year he uh, he likes to get after it. So um, yeah, yeah, it's yeah. great. We have uh, we've had some really good tilts over the years. Me and Nala, he loves to. Uh, he also isn't afraid to play for a bit of cheddar. So it's fun. That Love is true. Beauty too. So, so, so go ahead. Sorry, buddy. I've been going hot here. Go ahead. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm still here. Um, <laughs> sorry, sorry, everyone. Hey, everyone. <laughs> Tori's still here wearing the Rolo. And actually, quickly, before Tori jumps in and Farabs quickly here, a quick word from our awesome sponsors. Introducing Last Mountain Distillery's newest whiskey creation, Salted Caramel Whiskey. They took their award-winning wheat whiskey, infused it with real decadent caramel from filigree potries and fleur-de-sel sea salt. The result is a whiskey lover's treat. A whiskey that has a touch of fresh, creamy caramel and vanilla. Enjoy neat, on the rocks, or in a cocktail. Available at the distillery or through their online store just in time to share a glass over the holidays. Last Mountain Distillery, Saskatchewan's first micro distillery. All right. We are back. Again, visit Last Mountain Distillery, thebomb.com. Um, but Fairbs, so, and we've talked about this before, but it's kind of, your situation is unique coming, you know, from a, a foreign country. You knew nobody when you got here. Yeah. I'm guessing. Yeah. No, no, no. My mom, <laughs> my brother. <laughs> so like, I like, and, and I've only been here or well, like in Sask Saskatchewan and Alabama, but it's much like the golf community in Saskatchewan is like no other, like. You obviously, you know everybody. Like, how long did that take to to get to know everybody and and get comfortable and you know and like who who kind of brought you into the the crew if you want to call it that? Well, I hate to give him props, but uh, it has to be said that uh, the jockey kind of took me under his wing. So no, that's illegal answer. I uh, know it is an illegal answer. Um, and it's actually a pretty funny story how we kind of got connected. So um he was also at the Glencoe that first year. And uh 
I didn't have a vehicle back in the day. So my girlfriend from Nipwin drove me there and she had to go back to work. So I I went to the Glen and I didn't know how I was getting back to Nipwin. I had no clue how I was getting home, but I knew I'd figure it out because whatever, that's what I do. So after the Glenka was kind of done, it was the last evening we're partying and uh, this guy, Jeff Will, and back then his name was Wilfy, not Jockey, right? He used to be called Wilfy. And yep. uh, so I was kind of asking around and no one had really said anything. So I said, well, that's fine. I was actually going to hitchhike back to uh, hitchhike back to Saskatoon and then I was going <laughs> to find a ride from there back. And this one guy goes, pardon, you're going where? And I said, yeah, well, I, I don't have a ride back and I don't have any, I didn't really have any money back then. So uh, he's like, where, where are you off to? I said, well, I'm going to Nipwin, but Saskatoon would be awesome. He's like, well, I'll give you a ride, man. So I was like, great. So like, I spent, actually, I spent about five hours with Jockey because I'd never seen anyone drive so fast in a jet in my life. He had that like 160 the whole time. We got home and like, Four and a half. I think we. I'm pretty sure we left Calgary and got to Saskatoon in under five hours. It was fucking nuts. But uh, and yeah, we were kind of just we kind of hit it off and good friends. And then um, I actually went back to South Africa for four four months, I believe it was. And um, when I came back, I moved to I moved to Saskatoon, and uh, I didn't. I was like, well, I don't know what I'm really gonna do. Uh, I got a job like serving because that's all I really knew what to do. And I remember I was on the range at the Willows and I was hitting eggs and this guy comes up and he's like, hey, Lee. And I'm like, yeah, hey, Wilfie, how's it going, man? And he's like, hey, what have you been up to? And I was like, hey, you know what? Just looking for a place to play golf. And um, yeah, he goes, well, do you need a job? And I'm like, well, yeah, at a golf course, that'd be great because I don't have to pay a member. He goes, let's go. We'll go see old Vinny over at the West Coast. So, because he used to work there and stuff, so um, yeah, we I hopped in the car with him. We went over to the West Coast, and uh, he introduced me to Brad. And he says, "Hey, this guy's a pretty good player. He's from South Africa. Needs a job. Can you help him up?" Brad's like, "Absolutely. When can you start?" I said, "Whenever." He goes, "Tomorrow." I said, "Absolutely." So that's how I kind of got into wow. that area there, um, and then yeah, me and Jockey just became pretty good friends from there and as you know him he's like the mayor in this town somewhat he knows there's not too many people he doesn't know so yeah and just through playing lots of tournaments um playing obviously at the saskatoon golf and country club i got to meet lots of people there and then um and then yeah like i say i got into this field business and uh met lots of people through that because i was like a traveling like sales guy right so yeah just i don't know i don't know i'm pretty pretty fun guy easy to talk to uh, i don't get too upset too easy and um i like to have a good time so people i guess like that i don't know so yeah i've just it's been it's been awesome and like uh saskatoon is definitely home i've been welcomed here like unbelievably and uh yeah this is where i can't really see myself here anytime soon just the weather is so fucking brutal man oh Hey, fair question for you on, uh, yeah. I don't know. I wanted to your golf trips. There's a, there's a ton of notes there, but oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. I just lost my train of thought. You this terrible up. podcast and Drew gave me 20 seconds to just meet me. Okay. <laughs> I just totally forgot what I was going to ask for now. 
Oh my goodness. Okay, well, we'll go to uh, 2014 Masters. Masters, yes. Graham Dillette. Take 80 down. Yeah. Let's go. Yeah, it was pretty awesome, man. So um, so it kind of started where Graham really wanted me to quit smoking cigarettes, right? Okay. So he's like, he's like, Fairbs, if you quit smoking for until the end of like, I don't think so. This was probably like May, March, 2000. And I think this was like 2012, actually. And he's like, if you quit smoking, you don't have one dart till the end of December. I'll bring you as my am at the Pebble Beach Pro-Am, right? As like, yeah. and I'm really? like, really, man? I'm like, holy God, we're going to shake on that. So he didn't really know that he wasn't able to actually offer that to me. Right. <laughs> so um, so I, I quit smoking. I didn't have a dart at all. Um, and then I was like, okay, well, like, are we, we going to, let's go. Like I won the bet. And he goes, oh, fuck, Fabs, I can't really do that. Uh, that's kind of a sponsor's thing. I kind of got ahead of myself, but he says, you know what? I, uh, I'm going to pay for your trip. I'm taking you guys to the masters. I got everything. I'll look after it all. I'm like, Oh, you know what? That's, that's unbelievable. Thank you so much. Right. And then you lit so, a dart uh, right up, right? Right up Mangolia lane. Well, so fucking such. <laughs> he was so mad, man. I've never seen him so mad. So, uh, we, we get there and stuff and it's, uh, I think it was the first day we were there. Um, and we were all having a couple of drinks and one other guy on the trip smoked, right? And I hadn't, I still hadn't had one for, now this was back, this was now April, right? And uh, and I'm like, holy fuck, that dart looks good, eh? So I go outside and crush a dart. Well, he walks out and he goes, are you fucking kidding me, man? Like, you're having a smoke? Like, I, I literally want to kill you right now. And I'm like, oh, sorry, man. I said, well, the bet's the bet, man. Like, that was till December 31st. It's yeah. April 14th or whatever it was and i'm like we're good man i'm having a dart and i started smoking again at augusta that week oh god so bad so yeah he was a little bit uh he was a little bit wild but uh he got over it pretty quick um but yeah that was a fantastic trip man like we uh we all got those shirts made up graham's gangsters and uh yes and we i think i think we were actually on like augusta tv like cbc they like interviewed us um, which was kind of funny, and we we're like cruising around. We got the picture of Graham on us. We got the Augusta colors, and that yeah, was that was such a cool trip. And then that obviously so Augusta, cool. like Augusta. So I don't, I don't know if you know, like, like my cousin, he caddied for Abraham Answer for a handful of years. Dale Valley. Yeah. Oh, I know Dale, man. Oh boy. So that's your cousin. Yeah. Yeah. Dale oh, and Ryan. Um, yeah. So, I know him and Ryan well. I got stories about them from nationals in. Uh, yeah, Not we just have that off, off, off the record for sure on that. <laughs> <laughs> but so hey, he he's on. It's just fun. It's not, it's not that funny, but he was like, um, he's caddying for Abe. He's yeah. walking across the bridge, and he's and he gets famous. So he has like six thousand, we'll say five thousand followers on Instagram. He lights a dart up. I don't know if you've seen. I'm sure you've seen the video on top of the the bridge. Hogan so Bridge, lights yeah. Lights it up. I'm like, okay, cool. And for me, I'm like, don't double tab like, I don't like next, right? Who cares? My cousin, cool, smoking. He goes from like 5,000 followers to like 25,000 within that weekend, the Masters. And <laughs> I don't know if this is verbatim from him, but he kind of, when he told us about this off the record on his podcast with us, was like, he was walking and he was smoking a dart. 
and the wind blew the smoke past Tiger. And him and Tiger are like kind of boys. Like they, they're buddies. But he goes, he looked back at him and he goes, like it gave him the look like, this is my house. Like welcome to the show. You don't do that here. He says he's the only guy <laughs> to this day that he'll never smoke a cigarette around again. Ever. That's so hilarious. I, I was like, that's so cool. But yeah, Augusta, hey? I, I mean, that's one place I, I think I'd pay a, I'd pay a pretty penny to play. I, I might pay two oh, grand to, to play. Maybe to more. To play, yeah. Like, well, Maybe I'd pay anything just to play it. Yeah, like to play it, you can't play it. So it's right. not really the... And if you do play, it probably ain't going to cost you anything anyway because the person that's taking you, he's, he's, I'm pretty sure he'll be okay. Have you ever played it for or no? I have never played it, no. Like I say, I, I was there for seven days, which was absolutely unbelievable. Uh, we were there every single day too. And yeah, like I say, I got uh, G to drive me down Magnolia Lane, which was like epic. So that yeah, was pretty was cool. Fair. That was on the bucket list. I'm like, because he missed the cut. So I'm like, Saturday morning, I'm like, hey, bud, before it gets too hectic, like, let's take the rig. Um, you're driving me down Magnolia. Yeah. He's like, all right, fuck, let's go. And I'm waiting so. a dart in the car, too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hey, hey, Lee, this is something we've never talked about on the podcast. How sick is it the first time you step foot, like, on the course? Like, isn't it just, like, you can't explain well, it. It looks I, fake. Yeah. It, it, I was just going to say, I was like, what the fuck, man? This isn't even real grass. I was like, this is insane. Like, it looks like, honestly, it looked like turf. So I was like, right. this can't be real. But you get down and you touch them like, holy. Like, I've never, yeah, it's just, there's not anything out of place. It's just immaculate. It's, yeah, I was in, I was in awe pretty much for seven days. It was so good. Like, so like, good. My my first time we came in the gate at, uh, I think it's six and 16 is like what the parking lot is called. You yep. come in there. Yeah, yeah. And it, like the first time I saw the grass, I was like, it, it, when I say it looks fake, it looks fake. It, it does not look 100%. real. Really? Yeah. Especially then, on Monday when nobody, there's not, like, there's no difference yet. been there. Yeah. It's just, man, it's just unbelievable. Like that track, I want to, one day, man, one day, somehow I'm going to find a way to get on that beat somehow. Hey, how tough does five look when you're there? Five yeah. and six. Woo. Back yeah. to lunch. Yeah. So, Lee, uh, tell me about – I heard a story that ab about an incident in Nova Scotia where you nearly got hit by a semi-truck. Do you want – what happened there? <laughs> yeah, that was um, that was <laughs> scary, man. That was pretty hectic. So uh, there was – I think it was myself, Graham. Uh, I We Sorry were pretty buckled. I'm not going to lie. Pretty buckled. But I'm sure Tyler Wright and Jay Galan were with us as well. And then some other folks we had kind of kind of connected with along the way. Um, <laughs> so we were in some uh, some like rickety vehicle that I don't. It was it was in rough shape, but it was our ride back to where we were staying, and um, it was oh I mean, it was late, man. It had to be two in the morning, one in the morning, and the truck, car, whatever it was we were crammed in there, it uh, it just decided to die, like. That was it. The car wasn't going any further. And it was like around this like sharp kind of turn. And it was, it, I wouldn't say it was a freeway, but like the speed limit was like a hundred. And uh, we're in the, 
in this car and we're all kind of like crammed in and we're like, holy shit, like we're kind of in a bad spot here. And I swear, like as soon as someone said that, here comes this massive like logging truck flying around the corner coming at us. And we were like, oh my God, like we've got five seconds to like all get out of this car. And I don't know if this guy even sees us or what, but um, that was scary, man. We managed to jump out. That guy seen us at the last minute swerve. I swear that car like moved. It was, uh, yeah, that was the closest I'd ever been to saying goodnight. Um, it was pretty scary. We sobered up in about two seconds. And then I don't, the rest is a blood. I don't even know how we got back to the hotel after that. I don't know if we got that car started again. We were all in shock. We we're like, holy shit, boys. We just about, we just about, that was her. That was uh, just about the end of our, the end of everyone's careers right there. So Goodness, be that is scary. Yeah, it was nuts, man. And like pitch black. And yeah, that was, yeah, it was not good. Not good at all. Scariest but, uh, moment of your life? Uh, no, I've got one scarier one, but. Uh, go on that's for after hours probably well yeah it was there was back when i was a kid in south africa like i had i had the bad one there so yeah okay. done done either talk right. it was wasn't good i got yeah got okay. yanked into a van and yeah it wasn't good yeah. well, let's talk about the lighter stuff here okay yeah. because I... fair just talks about that and possibly not being here but how could we ask these questions if he wasn't 2013 not... president's cup great week after party, uh, people have heard the stories of Ernie Ellis likes to throw his fists around uh, when he gets a little drunk. So, uh, yeah, luckily he didn't try and stories? try and beat me up, but he was a dick. Really? So, um, yeah, it was, it was weird, man. So, like, obviously being from South Africa, Ernie was my my guy. Like, I loved Ernie Ellis. He was the best guy from South Africa since Gary Player, and um, he was like my idol right like everyone wanted to if you could go see ernie or play with ernie it'd be insane right so right. so nick price invited us all to come to the president's cup after party and we're like holy fuck this is gonna be epic right so uh we're all super excited and graham's like you're gonna be on your best behavior i'm like yeah 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 whatever we'll be on our best behavior for sure right so i was kind of like all awestruck because that year I think half the team was South Africans, right? Well, not half, but right. you're close. Half the squad was was South African, so I was like super pumped. Um, and uh, we'd had I don't know maybe one or two drinks. I said, "Gee, you know what? Before it gets too late, I said, just introduce me to Ernie. Like that'd be cool. I just I want to say hey and whatever." He goes, "Yeah, absolutely." So, um, but I guess he was he was already pretty tight, like. I think Ernie's not afraid of a couple of cocktails, that guy. So um, I've heard. we walked up to him and uh, <laughs> Graham's like, hey, Ernie, I just want to introduce you to uh, one of my good friends here, Lee from South Africa. And um, he looks at Graham, he looks at me and he goes, no, beat it. So like we were both like, what? Like, and he just fucking like turned away. Literally, that was it. He looked at Graham, no, beat it, not happening. And like even Graham didn't know what to say. He goes, "Holy shit, man! Like that's awkward. That's weird." So I'm like, "Well, I guess is what it is, right?" So not all good. Um, I started hanging out with like uh, Sterney and Grace, and they're like, "These we're having cocktails, we're getting after it." And 
I got a little bit of courage and I kind of said to Sterny, you know, I'm like, why is, why is Ernie such a dick? She goes, what do you mean? So I explained to him kind of what happened. And he goes, no way. That's no way. So I said, well, that's what happened. So he goes, you come with me. Like me and Ernie are like this. So I was like, wow, this is going to be maybe even more Good awkward, times. but whatever. <laughs> but I was like flying. I'd had a, probably about 10 beers and I was in the zone. So, uh, he comes up and he's like, kind of chirps Ernie and Afrikaans. And, uh, and then so Ernie looks at me and he just goes, yeah, come here, whatever, which is like Afrikaans for come here. Right. So I go there and he, and he just starts like one question me, like, who are you? So I'm like, Hey, my name's Lee. Why are you here? Like, he, you know, just like one question me, one answered me to death. And I was just, I felt like such a pigeon, man. Like I was just like, Oh my God, this is horrible. So, uh, yeah, I lost uh, – he's not my favorite player anymore. Like they say, you don't ever want to meet your your idols, right? You'll just be disappointed. Well, I tell you what, I was disappointed, man. Like it was uh, it was pretty brutal. I was not happy how uh, how he treated And I was just like, well, I could understand if it was just some guy off the street. But, like, I'm at your after party with the guy in your team, and you know, and you're just being an absolute loser. Right. So, yeah, I kind of lost a lot of respect for him that day. But then I guess – the guy that said, yeah, you know what, when he's had a few drinks, he's not normal and he gets a little out of hand. And I was like, oh, whatever. He's... And he just lost the President's Cup. So I don't think he was in the best spirits either. So I guess I wasn't, I'm not going to hold it against him forever. I think uh, I've forgiven him and <laughs> all is good. But yeah, and then the night just turned into like, it was so awesome. All the guys from the U.S. team came up and I was partying with Spieth. And, yeah, that's um, sick. He's an absolute photos, I was like... That's yeah, well, and it was so funny because at that time he wasn't even he wasn't even twenty one yet. So I was like, "Hey, uh, oh, really? you want me to go get you a beer from the bar there, Jordan?" <laughs> <laughs> I was just carving. I'm like, Did you, "You're fucking still a kid, but <laughs> So yeah, he was awesome. Um, Jay Day was great too. Like he was just easy to talk to, just like a regular guy. And then, and then Adam Scott, he kind of ended my night. Um, yes, that guy, he can put back the tequilas oh yeah so we kind of started like talking with uh, him and graham get on like very well so we were having some and he's like let's have some tequilas boys and i'm like yeah sure i'll absolutely have a tequila well he poured each of us like four mini glasses of patron and he's like well let's go and i'm like well who else like he goes no four each let's go i'm like what like it's already like one in the morning so I wasn't going to say no. He just nailed them. And so just I'm like, here we go. Rocket, hey? Yeah. Just crushed him a and handsome then... devil. And then after that, that's, uh, I don't remember. I remember Ruby coming to me and saying, Lee, it's time for you to leave now. <laughs> like, you need to leave. <laughs> so that I was, was like, one of the questions I got. Yeah. Me and Jockey <laughs> hopped in a cab and went back to our hotel room. And uh, yeah, it was awesome. But that was like, that was such a fun, such a fun time. Um, the uh the president's cup supporters all those dudes from australia so like um those guys are nuts they have chance for like every little tune and stuff and one thing i have to say it was just so funny so i don't know i don't know if i should no maybe i shouldn't say this because it's yeah probably not good cut that part out off but record, anyway, yeah. yeah off the record so jason duffner right he um he kind of walks in with his wife, who's an 
absolute rocket, right? Like rocket. And you know, Jason Duffner looks like, right? So I swear he like, as soon as he came around the corner, it's like they knew this was going to happen. All these like Aussie fans, whatever they called, they all, they were like, they started like pointing at him and they were going like, is she really going out with him? And like the whole place, <laughs> just like the focus just went on Jay Duffner and his wife. And then everyone started like chanting in and sing internationals. And fuck, man, he was so mad. Like he wanted to fucking kill someone. Like he was just rattled. Yeah, and, he lives uh, like two hours from me. Does he? Okay, yeah. So yeah, and then that didn't last long. I guess she punched him not too long after that. So all good. <laughs> she probably got a nice payday. Yeah, I'm sure she did. I'm sure she did. So yeah, that was uh that was a fantastic trip. Like the Prez Cup, the Masters, and then the Ryder Cup at Madonna too was just that was unconscious. That comeback from Europe was so good. Hey, first of all. Uh, Drew, I got a quick question for you. How many uh, SAS teams have you won? SAS teams lost in the yeah. It's my only one time ever. It was the best time ever, though. Uh, no, man, I didn't ask when you lost. How many? No, have you okay, won? hey, no, I'm, I'm gonna tell it though. I, I met Lee. I sat in a hot tub with Grady Brown for freaking three hours. Coached his kid this past spring. Who hasn't? Uh, I met uh, Mike Commodore. Met Torch. Oh. I probably can't. I, I probably can't even call him Torchy. What's his? Is it Michael Wyant? Michael? Mike Wyant. Yeah. Yeah. Met Mike, yeah. great dude. Uh, yeah, man. I had a great time. Then me and Connor Gay, we were probably the youngest guys there. Sick yeah. event, and I've wanted to go back ever since. But yes, to answer your question, Tori, I never won. Lost in the semis. I had a great time though. I mean, it's on. crazy. We just had on jockey. He's one two. Lee's won two. I've won two. One of these things is not like the other. <laughs> That's why I'm the host of the podcast, Tori. That's right. There you go. That's right. But That's right. Where I'm going with that is at the teams, I heard a story, Lee. Uh, you had like a four-footer on 17 to beat Carl and Herb Pinder. You marked your yeah. ball, you placed it, and you gave Jockey a high five before you putted it in correct <laughs> yeah is this yeah, true? So a little more a little more to that story so um yeah like this is when i was young so i was what twist was 22 20 uh no 2003 i think it was or 2004 and uh we're in the final and um yeah playing herb and carl and like they were just trying to get in my kitchen right like i'd get up and down and like herb would just carve me it'd be like was that ever phony man and i'm like so I started like carving him back and we just, it wasn't like we didn't like each other, but it was like banter, like back and forth, like cocky. Right. And so um, we actually went to extra holes and it was on hole number two. So um, the par five, I hit it to about, I don't know, I hit it to about 10 feet. I had like 10 feet for birdie and Carl and Herb missed their putt. So I had like a 10 footer to win and uh, I kind of yeah, lined it up. And I was like, you know what? Fuck these guys. Like, I'm going to make this, so I'm going to be like a dick about this. So I, I put the ball down, and I went up to the jockey, and I said, jockey, this one's for your dad. And I high-fived him. I walked up to it, didn't look again, and just rammed it in. And they wouldn't even shake my hand, man. They just walked off. Oh, it was awesome. 
I don't want to say that doesn't shock me, so I'm not going to say it. <laughs> yeah, no, it was awesome. It was a lot of fun, and uh, obviously, we're I I get on great with Carl. I don't really know Herb, so, um, but yeah, that was uh, maybe a little little offside. I was a little bit a little bit cocky, but hey, yeah. that means you made been it. Giving it to me all day, and um, yeah, I was like, you know what, this is. This is her. I'm just going to end this. Don't feel bad for winning, Ferbs. Don't feel bad for winning. Yeah, no, it was part of part of sports and life. Uh, Correct. Correct. I think we've lost that. How about time for how about time for a quick nine here? Quick nine on the rapid fire. Brought to you by the Tower Tap House in 1124 in Estevan, Saskatchewan. Go visit my buddy Pete at the Tower Cafe Tap House in 1124. All located in the same or under the same roof. In Estevan, Saskatchewan, great food, great booze, great people, great service. Check them out today. Rapid fire questions. I'm going first. Here we go. Leroux Riel. I've won a few of those with the boys. Yeah. Yeah. First year when it was the Willows versus Royal Regina. I've never played the Willows, only played the country club. Mm-hmm. Let's hear that story here with uh, the great Jay Galan. Yeah. So uh, me and Jay go way back. Obviously, we, we, been on a Wellington Cup team together and always been competitors, right? And uh, so I had him the second day, I believe, first thing in the morning. And we were out till the early hours in the morning. And uh, first hole at the Willows is a drivable par four, right? So and he had like a money game on the thing. I said, well, hey, Jay, let's go 20 to one for 20 bucks if we make a two. He's like, yeah, you're on. You can hardly, you can hardly see is you're, you're on so he he hits it and he hits it on the green and i'm like oh shit he's about 20 feet away um so i get it i hit it and it's just on the fringe but i'm probably 18 feet he putts misses fucking <laughs> i drain it so boom 400 on the first hole and then he's like he's like rattled right so he's like okay well we might need up to stay so we ended up playing for quite a bit of money that day and uh what's the dollar yeah, i got some of that i think i got him for about six or eight hundred i think at the end of the day a few brownies was, uh, a few brownies <laughs> a few brownies and i'm sure it uh didn't even make a dent in his till so uh, no. <laughs> so, i know i didn't feel too bad so yeah, yeah whenever... he's a player though hey he's a really good, good. oh jake can play man he's, hey uh... funny story on that before it's not even funny i remember playing nip one hole 14 part five i'm playing with jay and i'm like this guy's legit. He's a player. He's at my golf club, or I'm at his club, we'll call it. This guy is like the man. And I'm a young guy. I think I'm like 19 or 20. And you know how he pulls back? And he has that little yeah. leg? Yeah. Like, I, I like take two steps. I'm like, and he hasn't came down yet. Thank God he piped it down the middle. There's a little butter cut. I'm like, <laughs> what the hell was that? He hits his, that little leg he has? I'm like, yeah. Okay. So I learned yeah, from no, that he's... day on, he has that little, that little pause at the top, but... Yeah, he's a player. Good little butter cut. No, I have many, many really good rounds with him. So he's uh, he's a great guy to play with too. So good putter. Another handsome bugger. Yeah, yeah. good beard on guy. Tori, go ahead. That, no, that was a perfect segue to Nipwin. Uh, Lee, I don't, I don't know if you remember this. Hey, 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 we have to just call Nipwin now for just we'll just charge him five hundred bucks for the pot or. Yeah. <laughs> well, we can't. I'm not going to pump Nipwin's tires. I'll, I'll pump Dean's. Dean Prosky's tires Prosky. the tournament. The veteran. And Nip went to. But mm-hmm. do you remember 
the year, and, and I'm not trying to pump my tires. The year I won, I do. I do remember. In second, do. are you still using uh, your lady's putter? No, yeah, that, that was no, yeah. So I played so bad the first day, I couldn't putt. Like I hit it so good, but I made nothing. So I was like, my wife had her clubs in the in the back. I said, give me your putter, man. I took her putter the next time. I actually putted like sick. I played good, almost won. Tori nipped me by one. And mm -hmm. uh, it was actually, I almost jugged it on 18, right? Like it flew in the hole and then kicked out to like 10 feet. And then I missed the bloody birdie putt. And I then Tori came in and nipped me by one. I'm like, if I stays in the hole, I win. At least if I make the 10 footer, we got a playoff. But how well played, Tori. You nipped me. You nipped me. If it makes you feel any better, two years later, I three putted to lose. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> so I guess it came back to me. Right. No, yeah, that was uh I used to play that event religiously. Like I played the first one. I that was the one event I even played when I had kids just because it was back in my hometown. But I haven't played it in oh man, five, six, maybe seven years now. So I gotta get back in that event. I love We've it. talked about it a million times. That and the central, they're they're the two best. Yeah, they're fun for sure. Uh Fairbs, I gotta go next one here and you know, I mean obviously you've talked about pay, playing for some cash and Peeling some guys, uh, I usually ask this to, to to the sticks that can fork out the cash. Mm -hmm. How much money have you played for? And I mean, you're a stick, so how much have you won? Usually, I ask how much you've lost. So, uh, what's the oh, total yeah. dollar amount, win or loss? And I don't know, man. Like I play, I pretty much like to play for coin whenever I play. Okay. Um, so I don't know. I just. I don't like not playing for anything on the line, right? I need to, I need right. to know that there's like something to play for. For sure. I don't like just oh four hey four guys let's go let's go play golf and that's not fun. Needs to <laughs> needs to yeah needs to I have, usually you play have for to dinner play for or a few beers or whatever yeah exactly that's exactly so um yeah the biggest licking I ever got would have been uh, at the city course actually me and Blaine Neiman took on Mike Smith and Sean Dunphy. After Dwayne. the central. Yeah. So the two of us and we had been obviously drinking all day and playing and uh, it got out of hand pretty quick. Like we were just playing. I think we we're playing like 50 bucks a hole or like a hundred bucks a hole. Who's with and, Dunphy? Um, Sean was playing with Mike Smith, the mooper. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Moops. Yeah. So, so we we're going like back and forth. And then I think we were down four or five hundred. So I'm like, well, let's, press so we pressed that and then smith hit it to like two feet made paid birdie so we lost i said well it was getting dark we only had like one hole left i said well double or nothing and he hit it again to like another two feet on the next hole made birdie so i think we ended up getting skinned for about 1800 <laughs> um wasn't great but i had moves the next day in the singles so i said buddy i'm gonna get that and i got half of it back the next day i think i got him for 900 the next day Ah, nice um, so that was that was that was pretty good that's my biggest loss i think on the track um my biggest win i don't know it's probably against my buddy keegan mcavoy swooper um yeah i got he came out to riverside and um he was like he's he's not afraid i'll tell you that and he he can also play like he's a guy when there's something on the line he's he's a gamer man that guy can he can step it up when he needs to but yeah, it just wasn't his day. I had a good day, and one of those guys, he ain't afraid to press either. And 
I don't think I got him for twenty six hundred. I think. Ooh, so, really? so yeah. but like, yeah. So we don't play for like huge, huge coin. Like it's usually a couple hundred here and there. Um, but sometimes it can get a little bit spicy, and uh, depending on the games you're playing. I remember those day was days when I was like nine, well, not even nineteen, maybe seventeen. I'm like, I'll play you for a hundred bucks, and I have like four dollars to my name. Name, yeah, God, I win. But you just you had to grind, right? And my friend told me that, like, sometimes put something on the line that you don't have. Yeah, you, not you'll find a way, well. like, but yeah. Lee Trevino. Lee Trevino, that's how he got started, man. He would go hustle guys on the track. He had nothing, and we never lost, obviously. It's Lee Trevino. Right. He just rinsed dudes when yeah, he had nothing in his jeans and he'd walk home with a couple a couple thousand every every afternoon. <laughs> not a big deal. Grinders. Yeah. So sorry, go ahead. Okay. So while we're on the topic of uh gambling, what's your what's your favorite game to play? Like on Anything? the course. On on the course, yeah, honestly. Um I'm not really fussy. I like I like banker. I like um I like wolf, but I like just playing guys, like playing and like press whenever. Yeah. Like no unlimited presses. You can press whatever you want. And um yeah, I like I like hundred, 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 fifty, fifty, fifty. Those are those are games like like to play. Um <laughs> wait, hold on. A hundred, hundred, hundred with presses? Oh yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they get spicy. We did the, fir so, the first time I ever gambled down here. It, it was the first time I ever heard one down automatic. Yeah. Oh yeah. Like audible. As soon as you get one down, auto auto press. auto press. Sir. I don't know if you guys it's like holy. This yeah, could get I out of control. And lucky I was I was with Noller and you know he, dude. There's been times he's bailed me out and I, I, it took me like nine months to pay him off. I was I had like no money, <laughs> so I like e transfer him sixty bucks every time. So <laughs> thank God he. Yeah, no, and that's. TG I, I honestly, I think that's that's what makes you a better player, though, too, right? Like, if you can handle, like, I'm not yeah. nervous when I play in tournaments anymore at all, because it's like, well, who cares? Like, when you're playing for your own coin, and that's kind of how yes. that's what like separates people, I think, right? Like, there's tons of guys that got there and rinse me, but when we're actually playing for something, it's a different story. So it's fun. Right. I love it. You see what you ever made. played Hammer? I have never played Hammer. I have not. You need, you need to. That can get out of control too. <laughs> For, well, I would. Uh, I'll try anything once. So, uh, Tori, I, man, I'm good. I I I spoke a lot this pod is more than usual for me. So, uh, if you have any more, fire away. And then uh, I'm, I'm maybe gonna I, ask I, my I might have to find my partner to play against Ferbs here in one of these matches this summer. And, Maybe be we'll fun, play. man. Oh, bring I can't wait. Bring you down bring to the Energy City. Come play around. Bring your wallet. Stand right on the way to Regina. I've never played. I've never played Estevan before. Well, I tell you what. I'll bring a stick, and you bring uh, your buddy that doesn't really like me too much, and we'll play for some real coin. <laughs> no. <laughs> or bring Noller. No, no. I, I was just thinking about Noller. I'm like, yeah, I can bring. But you know what? Nollers probably do. Because, I mean, I'm sure he's lost a few times that like you mentioned earlier in the pod. So, Noller and I are a pretty good two-man uh, match. No doubt. That's a pretty good. I'd have to – I'd I'd bring – honestly, I'd bring Mike Smith. Okay. What's his handicap? Because right now my handicap is plus 1.9. I'm pointing. Yeah, he's about that. Okay. What's he's, yours? Uh, plus 1.6 or 1.7. 
Dollars, dollars, probably zero. I don't know. He puts every. I mean, there's no shots, man. There's no shots. He's just tipping up and flat. No, that's a fair flat. game. Fair yeah, game. Just, I'm the ref. No, no shots. Okay, so then maybe you know what we should do. We should come down maybe a day or two early and play Regina our club. We'll get out there, play a round or two, get it done. For yeah, me. and then we'll have you up at Riverside, little, little, little home and away series. Dude, I love oh, a little home and home with the boys. Yeah, I love. That, That'd be I so love good. Side. I don't know what it is about that place. I, yeah, I think it's, it's awesome. uh, the food first off. Uh, the range too short, but yeah, that, it's a little bit short. Okay, y'all, y'all quit flirting. Short. Oh, sorry. Go on. Sorry, Tori. Go ahead. Sorry. Yeah, we're still recording. Go ahead. <laughs> so, yeah, so Lee, I'm going to ask my two my two questions. I always ask. Give me your uh, top you two go. or three Saskatchewan courses. Top through three Stasky courses. Um, well, for sure, Riverside. Uh, I'm obviously biased there, but that is definitely one of my favorites. Um, I'm going to say Cook, and then I'm going to say Nipwin. Yeah. Ooh. Dude, those three tracks are money. Awesome. I love Cook. Like, love Cook. Love Nipwin. Love Riverside. Those are my three. My three. I like Waskasu as well. Don't get me wrong. But those would be my – those would be my – Three, my top three. That's where top I qualify for nationals. PA Cook. Yeah, it was sick. I um, love that track. All right, and that, then, that course there makes you a man. Sorry, go on, Tori. No, no, go it. It 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 a hundred percent does. But whatever they do, they spice it up for tournaments, and it's no, it's just, a no, completely even when you different. Drive course. into the parking lot, you're like, oh, I'm playing Cook today. Like some guys are down three or four shots. Yeah, I'm like, yeah. let's go, let's fight the Grizzly. Funny. Go on, Tor. Go ahead. No, it's fine. I it, again, I, I say this every episode. It drives Drew nuts. It did does. you ever watch wrestling when you were a kid, like WWF? I did. <laughs> yeah. Hey, give give me your favorite wrestler and favorite tag team. So I didn't really know much about the tag. I just knew. Um, I would say it was either the Undertaker or Shawn Michaels, one of the two. Oh, I like it. Let's go, dude. Shawn Michaels, that's a new one. Sweet tune music, baby. Sweet chin. Sweet chin music. That's what it's called. That's the first Shawn Michaels one. I should keep track of this shit. (laughs) Yeah. So I was, and that was literally when I was like 10, 11, and then I lost interest completely. But yeah, that was the bomb. (laughs) Uh, Tori, Ferbs, and hey, this might this might be a new little thing we might do at the end of the podcast. Now, before we wrap it up here, obviously presented by Rollo Golf, Hazel Twenty Five at checkout on all roller gear. Tori's wearing it on YouTube if you're watching. It's all behind me. You got American Stars to my right shoulder. Thanksgiving today for them. Chila shots over here that Adam Scott loves. Some flowers over here. I'm sure Ferbs would love a pair of that. So. Check out Roller Golf today. Ferbs, who would be a couple of guests that you would love to hear or see on the podcast in the near future? Oh, um, oh like just for playability-wise, party-wise, what are you looking for? Story, characters. Golf, characters, you name it. Oh, that's a good one. Um, well, yeah, I guess it depends what you're looking for. Um, I don't know who else... Uh, uh, it's a tough one. Um, Sean, you've had him on here, right? Old Dunfus? Oh, yeah. We had, yeah, we he, had yeah, all the guys on great. early, though. We had him on early. Um, have you had Grady on? We haven't had GB on yet. 
it, GB, yeah. he would he'd be kind of I don't know if he'd be into that or not, but um he'd be well, he'd be kind hey, of fun. You've been sending me notes in the last two guests, yourself and Jockey. So I think he wants to get on the podcast here because he wants to do a, a red tail podcast. He brought up about uh Oh, the tail's awesome, man. What a place. Like unbelievable place. When he told me that so we played golf for four days in Edmonton. We played oh my gosh, Blackhawk. Yeah. We play petroleum. Yeah, Mayfair wagon, and the last Mayfair's all right. Oh my god, uh, wasn't that nice? Yeah, Nicholas North. No, oh my gosh, Sergeant the ranch. Oh no, it's a sick Ravencrest. Keep no, going, kidding. it's unreal. Windermere, boom, play Windermere. Windermere. Uh, yeah. but me and Grady were absolutely trash, and he'll vouch for this at Mayfair. I shot eighty for the first time all summer, and I was like. It was 35 degrees. Perfect. Unreal weather. Shoot 80 <laughs> like a plumber I am. I was so mad. So I shot like 69 uh, at, at um, Windermere. Black yeah. 76. And I'm like, these. the first hole I four-putted. So um, that green is wow. the greens are nuts there. But anyway. Yeah. Well, yeah. you know who would be cool to get on here? Honestly, just to see what he's up to. And he's got some great stories. Chris Wozloich, man. Thank you, Chris. I, I say it every second. Corey I say it every second. Ninety-seven episode. podcasts in a row. I don't know you, Chris. Need to have you in the podcast. Ferb said it. Like we need well, a peer so, pressure. Just so you know, like that guy. If you want a guy that can go low, he's got the record in Canada, boys. Fifty. What is it? Like 50, 57. 57 twice. What? Fifty-seven twice. Yeah, at Paradise. So I I caddied for him in Lethbridge. Yeah. I caddied for him at the uh, the the Dakota, like the S- Saskatchewan Open, I guess it was okay. called. Yeah. And just kind of randomly met him at Riverside because he was working with Earl a little bit. Yeah. And sure. so met him there, caddied for him. I caddied for him there like two or three years in a row and then caddied for him at the Canadian Tour Championship. Like, he fucking flew me out there. Yeah. First day, 62. How are you? It's yeah. like, this guy's a freak. Most okay. talented yeah, guy I've ever seen that didn't make it. Here's the deal. We asked Ferbs, we asked two questions for Ferbs on the podcast. So good. Pod. Ferbs, would you mind texting Chris? Get him on the podcast for us. Tori, too. Yeah. You guys in a Do this chat. off the fucking air, Drew. Nope. Get him on the pod. And we need Graham back on the podcast. Haven't had Graham on since episode eight. Deletti. Yeah, I can get him on for sure. Well, we're off to Miami for the Darrell member guest here in like three weeks. Right, so get on, get on the horn, find a way. Ferbs, episode 142. This was the Rapid Questions, brought to you by Tower Tapos, 1124 and Estevan, presented by Rolo Golf, uh, Lee Fairburn. Man, thanks for coming on the podcast today. It was an absolute blast. We appreciate it, man. Thanks to Dan. You bet, boys. Thanks for having me, and uh, we'll see you on the track here in a few, uh, actually not a few, in a long few months. So, Thanks, Dan, Ferbs. All right, look forward to it. See you guys. Don't miss Steak Night every Thursday at Tower Cafe, Willie's Tap House, and 1124 Social House. Get a delicious certified Angus beef seared and done to your perfection. Every steak includes fries, salad, and garlic toast for just $13.50. Bring your friends and family and enjoy delicious appetizers as well, including cheesy pepper bites, deep fried mushrooms, and more. Dine in, take out, or delivery at Tower Cafe, Willie's Tap House, and 1124 Social House.
Already episode 142 completed. Lee Fairbairn, uh, Tori, we'll, we'll rip, rip through this quick. Here's a long podcast, long intro at 28 minutes, long pod with Lee. Man, that was a lot of fun. Uh, t- thoughts, comments on it. I, I had a blast. Haven't seen him in a long time, so uh, go ahead. Pretty much what you just said. It, it, it's kind of like the one, you know, some of the ones with guys that I played with years ago, uh, like Jim Sissons, Ron Stewart, uh, Marty Ring, you name, like, I, I'm sure I'm leaving guys out here, but it was just, it was really fun to catch up with him. And, uh, boy, if he could have gone unfiltered, it, it would have been electric, but I understand why he can't, but yeah, you know, everyone yeah. knows Lee and everyone knows how big of a beauty he is. He just likes to have fun. Yeah, and he makes everyone have fun. Like you don't, he, you don't have the option to not have fun if you're around Lee. It's just going to be fun. Well, and I made that comment in the podcast just about like when I first saw this guy hammering around, like handshake this and that, yeah, blah, 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 and he's laughing away. I'm like, who is this guy? Like this guy was like signing autographs without a pen. You know, like pretty cool. So, um, yeah, I think I'll have to call Noller. I talked to him yesterday. I'm going to try and actually, I'm going to text Fairbairn later and say, hey, come to Estevan for the Frame Tech. It's a three-day event. One of the days is a horse race, and it's bananas, man. I'm not sure if you saw the videos this year. I'll send them to you later, but there's... Oh, nothing. I saw the pictures, like the, the drone footage. There's like 13,000 carts. Gross. So I think that would be right up Fairbairn's alley. Get him down there for that, for a little tourney. We'll play a little 18-hole match, me and Noller and whatever. We'll figure it out, but I think that would be right up Fairbairn's alley. So, um, great interview today. I hope everyone enjoyed it. It was a lot of fun. It was long. Sorry, but the pod's back. We're buzzing. Roller Golf presented by, obviously, Off the Hosel, presented by Roller Golf. Promo code Hosel25. Tori's wearing the splatter quarter zip. There's three Do shirts it. behind me. Um, American Thanksgiving and Off the Hosel did not disappoint tonight. But, yeah, no. America, I, I'm uh, <laughs> it was long, I'm less full now, thank goodness. <laughs> but back to Rolo, though, seriously, like that, it's literally the most comfortable clothing I have in my possession. It's unbelievable. So take advantage of that promo code. And even though I know the promo code doesn't, um, does it comply or yeah, it doesn't work for the they have an event right now going on or a promo going on right now with a mystery box. So I think it's at 175 for three articles of clothing, whether it's a hat and a couple shirts, check out Rolo today. It's the place to be. Uh, Adam Sandler wears it. And so do we. So uh, if you yeah, have that black Friday deal is sick, it is. Yeah. So like 50% off. I think it's three shirts, a hat and a towel. Yeah. If yeah. I'm not mistaken. For like one so fifty percent off, you guys. Uh, no, he tapped fifty-two percent off, which is gross, but more than better. So, <laughs> and it's already good. It, it's already priced well, anyways. So you're right. basically at this point, you're stealing to get the comfiest shit you're gonna wear. Adam Sandler just bought all the clothes for the rest of the twenty twenty-four year. So, um, yeah, check him out today, Rolo. Uh, obviously, last night distillery, awesome sponsor. Love them. Appreciate them. Uh, great product themselves. Tower, Tap House, 1124. Um, can't Last thank Mountain. Enough. 
Yeah, said them already. Uh, yeah. Today, 142. Lee Fairburn, Tori, anything else to add before we let everyone else go here? Take it down to Africa. Toto. Lee and Roll Tide. Episode 142, Roll Tide. Jockey pay up to Tori. Here we go. Talk to you everyone next week. Peace. See ya. Thanks for listening to Off the Haza podcast. We hope you enjoyed it. Reminder, all our podcasts are on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and YouTube. Be sure to check out all our channels. Like, share, and subscribe. Thank you for listening.